Hey, party people, Soper and Brown Show, back with another special edition podcast as surgery week is upon us and Carl is heading off on a wedding adventure. If uh, all days. goes to plan, this podcast will drop Thursday morning. Uh, yeah. So you'll be, uh, you know, 36 hours post op ish. Mm-hmm. I'll be uh, packing, sweating things out as I'm heading home to BC on Friday. First time I've flown. In this pandemic, yeah. first time I've been back to BC in almost two years, and it's a it's a quick one, man. We land Friday, uh, I think Friday like two or three o'clock BC time, and then we're we're leaving. Like our flights at I think I think four on Monday. Yeah, so two or three o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. That's when you land. That's when we land there. Yeah, and we'll, so we we get the hours going there, and then I lose the hours coming back. Yeah. Like it's pretty good chance I won't be back in my house to like midnight Monday nights. Really? Yeah. And you're gonna you're back doing the show. Back Tuesday, doing the show with you Tuesday morning. Right? Yeah. Man, I'm, I want to so, try and see if I can lower my chair. Again. Yeah, do it. Hey, there we go. There you go. I want it so I can yeah. turn where we are. It's a little bit easier. Oh, oh we're good now. Good. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. So it's a quick trip. Yeah. And it's your cousins. Yeah. Um, my cousin Kelsey. Cousin yeah. Kelsey. Getting married. And. And then, yeah, this will be the first time you'll see any family. Anybody. Anything like that. And are you, do you, you have plans already set up? Have you scheduled it? Yeah, we do. Like, so Friday when we land, um, we're doing Chelsea's parents right off the back, just like trying to make Marilyn the priority. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you so mean. So we land, yeah. we'll do dinner, smart. like That's the smart. afternoon dinner with them. And we're hoping to see our friends Bryce and Kat that night. Uh, I've got lunch with my mom and. Chris, uh, my sister. <laughs> Anybody Lana, listening knows my, my sister Lana and uh, and her fiance and my grandparents uh, Saturday, and then Saturday night I've got some stuff planned with like my like Tyson, Josh, and Clay, like the guys from my wedding party. Yeah, yeah great. All those guys and their wives. Great. Uh, on Saturday night, Sunday's the wedding from like noon until. And you're a part of it. Yeah, I'm emceeing it you from MC like yeah. So yeah, Sunday's the wedding from like noon till like nine or ten, and that's it. And like the next morning we get up. Return the rental car and and bogey. Yeah, back to YBR to to Pearson. Oh, dude, (laughs) dude. After it's gonna be nuts. Like it's just gonna be it's gonna be a real runaround. So we tried to get ourselves as uh, uh, as scheduled as possible, and we hope that people will be understanding. Man, Uh, the first time I went back to BC, you want something wild? Actually, you want something wild? Yeah, we haven't even told Chelsea's mom that we're coming back yet. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because she's a spaz and just an anxiety monster. Yeah. And rather than taking it as like an honor that we're making them a priority, it'll be about how my family's a priority. Oh, God. So Chels told her dad last week, and she was like, do you want to do it as a surprise? How do you want to do it? And I'm like, like, can't we all be adults here? And just no. like, and, and like, I, I talk, I asked her today, or as, again, we're recording this Monday, and I asked her today, I was like, has your dad talked to your mom or have you guys formulated a plan? She's like, we're all cowards and we won't speak to her. I'm like, great. That's tremendous. <laughs> you know, I'm, all- I'm part of the equation too here, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's right. Fuck me. Oh, so, man. Yeah. Can I say it like, I can say it loud. I'm like, I'm nervous about going back. Yeah. You're nervous about surgery. I'm nervous about going back. Yeah. It's a nervous, stressy week. But yeah. I'm glad we're doing these. Yeah. Yeah. This is These will be good to throw in there so that it still keeps everything kind of yeah. rolling along. And And you know what? Speaking of radio, on Monday, or was it Friday or Monday? That doesn't matter. Got a text from mm-hmm. somebody, 977-977-anytime, and they were saying, hey, boys, you know, you talk about your radio journey. What about pre-radio? What were some of your jobs? And this came oh, in yeah. during during open mic. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've talked at length before about how you used to be working in the restaurant industry. Yes. 
that was was that it prior to radio? From uh, the time I was 15 to the time I was 27, that was my primary source of income was working in restaurants in, yeah. in every imaginable role from, you know, uh, dishwashing, kitchen line, prep cooking, uh, management, serving, bartending, everything. And, and sorry, you said what age did you start? Uh, 15. 15. I was 15 when I got my first job. Yeah, dishwashing at a place called uh, Cruiser's Diner on Fraser Highway. What made you get that? Just it was uh, what was available? It was a place that we went all the time when I was younger. I had a buddy of mine in high school who worked there as a dishwasher. Um, and so I asked him if they needed people, and they did. I started working, yeah, probably, uh, let's say 12 hours a week, 12, 18 hours a week. Yeah. I worked there for a little bit, and then I went... Uh, I quit there because uh, they didn't treat you very well. And I assume a lot of kitchens don't. Yeah, that's a that's a common thing. That- sometimes you get with a really good crew. I'm sure. That's fine. But sometimes when you're the real low man on the totem pole, yeah, like they treat you like shit a little yeah. bit. And the, it's closed down now, so I can talk as much shit as I want about <laughs> them. They had old, like just like old chefs in there. I've been there for a long time. They'd throw like 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 hot off the burner pans, like just throw them into the dish pit at you. I burned my hands on them a couple times, and I was like, this sucks ass. Yeah, and I'm just leaving. <laughs> and I did. Yeah, good. And uh, but then that didn't make you be like, I gotta get out of the restaurant indu- industry. It did not, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> does, does that make sense now? <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's. it's yeah. It, I uh, ended up working for uh, a Swiss chalet bread garden split franchise yeah. for about three years. Did you like? Because you said in the show before you don't like chalet sauce. No. Did you at first? And it's because you worked with it so much, or did you always hate it? No, I tried it uh, like after one of my interviews. I had a meal there and tried it, and I it did not like it. Yeah, I do just, not like chalet sauce. It was not for their you. gravy's good. I do. I agree. I think they like their dark brown gravy is like really good, and they yeah. have stuff in the menu I like. But that that you just sauce, can't get behind it. Once once you like, I didn't like it, and then once you've gone home, like. There's a certain, like, wetness that you have, like, from, like, the chest down when you're dishwashing. Yeah. And, like, your stomach retains, like, or mine did anyways, some smell of, like, wet chalet oh. sauce, like, wet cold chalet oh. sauce. It's so, oh. so, so bad. And, uh, yeah, I worked there for three years uh, on both sides. I did the bread garden side, did management, worked on the kitchen line, did uh, dishwashing. I did prep for several months. I did just about everything there. Prep like, that is was like the, get, do yeah, the veggies, yeah, the cutting, I'd be all in that. There, I'd be in there from like six to three on like a daily basis, and doing and I would what do, exactly? Every everything, like getting your your rice, your side dishes, your rice pilaf dishes, your salads, and everything. Getting those prepped. Like I'd have pars that I would have to achieve each day. Yeah. To make sure that everything was set in place. Like so a that, certain like, amount of salads ready. A yeah, certain, a certain amount, amount of, of chalet oh wraps ready God. to go. A certain amount of, uh, you know, chickens put on the spit. A certain amount of ribs, uh, like par baked off. A yeah. Certain about all that stuff and you kind of manage it yourself yeah and it, it was it was grinding yeah it's grinding work man oh, yeah man it's hard work and for not much money you just what put on some music in the back and just yeah that's pretty much it man just there and then once in a while you get called up to help on the line if they're in a pinch and stuff like that and that sets you back it's the prep position's tough i think yeah. it was the toughest job is that the worst of them all uh of the, all the ones i did at that particular location that's the one i liked the least yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. What's and, your what's the best job at the restaurant in the kitchen? Um I mean just like there is a camaraderie 
that you that's that just you, the best part that you develop. Yeah, working especially on on the line with with all the all the other typically guys, sometimes you know, women too. But yeah. for the most part, you know, I was a young I was a young guy when I worked there. I worked there from when I was uh, like sixteen till I was. I was almost, uh, I guess I was 19. No, I was 20 when I finished there. Like 17 to 20, something mm-hmm. like that in those years. So like prime, prime fucking around years. Yeah. You know? So we had like, a, you know, a group of guys of similar age. And you work together on the line. You have people you like to work with of course. and stuff. So yeah, I'm sure it was the same with you when you did the Starbucks thing. Or yeah, yeah. And I, I do want to get into yeah. that and I will. Because yeah. my, my follow up to that is everybody's banging in the kitchen, right? Uh, not so much in the kitchen. Oh, but, sorry, but the, the hostess and the kitchen. There's a lot in the of kitchen staff intermingling. I've been to a few hot tub parties too, my friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Especially at that age, right? Yeah, at that age, yeah. So is it just was... everyone staying in the family? Like, is there a lot of well, like sex involved in the restaurant industry? It's not. I don't think it's as much as is portrayed. Yeah. Or at least maybe I just wasn't included. But uh, <laughs> there is certainly like you work so tightly together, mm-hmm. and you work hours that lend you to. Uh, socialize mostly with people who do what you do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really what it leads to. Like, there's a lot of people that's like, okay, like we finish work at 11.30 on a Tuesday night. Okay, well, who's actually up and wants to hang out at 11.30 on a Tuesday night? Yeah. Well, your coworkers from the restaurant yep. do, but there's nobody else. Everybody else is on a thing. Or you've got Wednesday, Thursday as your weekend. Well, who else has Wednesday, Thursday yeah. as their weekend yeah. or a Monday, Tuesday as yeah. their weekend, right? Totally, yeah. So you just end up, I think that's what leads to a lot of the, the co-mingling. Um quit there uh, after yeah three years and change and uh that was when i started working at white spot did anybody bang in the back ever uh, <laughs> Ooh, i wonder if I, yeah statues passed uh i know what happened with a certain couple when i worked at white spot yeah yeah i know what happened there yeah i can't confirm it so shall I? i'm sure yeah i'm sure it happened yeah but i never had comp you- the only hard confirmation i have is the yeah and it was just the one uh, the one couple that I know of. Yeah. 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 Anyways, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask you for names, no, 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 obviously. Uh, you can tell me off here. But yeah, then started doing that. Uh, I was 20, and I was working as a manager, and I worked as a manager with White Spot for seven years. Well, go- going back to the like the mingling and stuff like yeah. that, because I I'll t- I'll go to the gas the gas working at the gas station was my first job. Yeah. But the I worked at a, the movie theater yeah. in in the city I grew up in. For three or four years, I think yeah. it was. You told me some tales, and it's it, it much like what you just said. When you told me you worked in a movie theater for that long, I had no idea there would be like this many like tales of adventure from Dude. the movie theater. Because I'm like, I go to the movies and nothing happens. Like I just go to the movies yeah. and then I throw my stuff in the garbage and I get back in my car and I go home. My wife and I talk about how good the movie was. No, or there. Bad. A, there's a lot of dicks that go to the movies. Yes, I guess there is. Lots yeah. of them. Yeah. And B, much like you just said, you work you work every weekend because the movie theater. Yep. It's the busiest, right? Yes. You, you don't get weekends off. No, like, God, no. Come on, no. no. So no, every you're... every weekend, every stat holiday, all that yep. kind of stuff. I appreciate that stuff so much now because I worked it for so long. My um my weekends were, I believe, Tuesday, Wednesday, as you said. Yep. So much like the restaurant industry, yeah. you're friends with everybody yeah. who works there because no one else has the schedule. No. You you then have things in common to talk yeah. about. You start losing touch with your Monday to Friday pals. And and honestly, people were banging. Yeah. Like everybody was with everybody yeah. at the movie theater. Huh. Like it it ha- people were banging well, in the stock rooms. From 
like there? Yes. Really? Yeah. One one maybe couple. We did, maybe we didn't have as much downtime in the restaurant. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. there's not that much time in the day where you really have like yeah. you know ten to fifteen minutes to sneak off and yeah. and bang. One couple without being noticed. Fair. One couple were together. Yeah. And then the guy slept with another person at the movie theater in the stock room in the stock room at the theater at the theater jesus and was caught on camera you get fired for that right yeah 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 it's not like a one strike thing no and they were <laughs> but they like the yeah. girl he was with prior yeah they were together like a long time yeah they were like the movie theater couple like yeah, I, I will i will say and again maybe this is just me i'm not horny at work i could be i'd have to be enticed yeah i <laughs> work is not a place where I'm like I'm all like yeah like pumped up like long, when when we used to work uh, I used to work the really late nights at Mountain FM where you and I worked together yeah. I would work you know I'd be the only person in the building from four o'clock until ten or eleven yeah yeah Chelsea come visit sometime never never once really gotta get those traffic and weather reports out in the fifteens baby oh my god never once no I bring Subway up we need that or something yeah. like that sometimes my buddy Mike would come by on Sundays and watch Family Guy on the TV S- in the studio really yeah. Hewitt would come by, yeah. Hewitt? Yes. No way. <laughs> hey, come by, watch TV, have a beer. You guys just hang out? Yeah. Not Chelsea. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never had sex at a radio station? No. I have. Yeah? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Not here. No. No. No, no one's yeah, been allowed yeah, in the building. here. <laughs> just me and Tim? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Well. But uh, you never did, not once. No. Not once, no. eh? No, I had so little time. I was and honestly, because I had always worked an eight hour shift at, at the restaurant before I got yeah, into you're work. Just exhausted. I was just so tired. <laughs> I was so tired. Like I talked about before, like I used to I would line up uh like two or three songs in a row as like kind of like a pop, like A C sort of station, and you know, you were there. And if I had like eight minutes, I would set myself like a six minute timer to to lay down and try and sleep on the floor <laughs> for that six minutes before I got back up and did my it's next so dark. roads and weather. For ten bucks an hour, it's right? so dark. Yeah, yeah, stuff you do, think, right? People in the radio industry, there's not a whole lot of banging within it, right? Like it's not you, you, you become friends with it. Yeah, but I don't think there's a lot of like a lot of people because because people like for example here, a lot of us have traveled into this job yeah. from other places, right? Uh, yeah, like you come in, you know, from Kingston with a family and you're established. I yeah. come in from BC, you know. Uh, Ash has got her thing in Hamilton. Steve's committed. You know, everybody's kind of got their own, yeah, their own thing going on. Everybody's got. I think there's, I don't know, a ton of radio couples. No, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, right? like, it I'm, doesn't trying, I'm trying to think to back, that. and no, almost, uh, almost everyone has got yeah, partners either outside the industry or in another industry. Yeah, it just doesn't lead to it. I'm just texting Adam. Yeah, that's answer. okay. Wait, what? <laughs> you son of a bitch. We're <laughs> just, uh, just having a call about something. Yeah. The yeah. interesting thing about that, because this is, I'm trying to think, like the eighth radio market that I've worked in. Yeah. The interesting thing about this one is, because it's the Niagara region, Hamilton, mm-hmm. the Golden Horseshoe, yeah. everybody is spread out, right? For sure. But yeah. when I worked in Kingston, yeah. it was like, everyone was in Kingston, so it was yeah. so much easier to hang out with people. Right. And then this, oh, I worked in Victoria. 
it was so much easier to hang out with people. Yeah. It went in Squamish, sure. obviously, what else were we doing? Yeah. Prince we George, time. I worked. What yep. else are you doing? But this like, is different, right? Because, yeah, like Stephen Asher and Hamilton. Yeah. Like, uh, Bricks and John are in the falls. Yeah. Uh, you, myself, and Adam are in St. Catharines, at least, yeah. so the three of us can kind of yeah, hang a little bit. Yeah, you know, and now things are starting, yeah, to, and bit. we will, but yeah. it's just, it, this is very unique, yes. this market. Yes, it and is. And anybody who's not in radio just won't understand. Like, this is just yeah. a very different setup when it comes to, like, the team environment. Yeah. What was your, like, what was your worst experience working in the theater? Because I know you've got some. Okay, so. You've I- had a few. There was, I've, I've been threatened multiple times. Sure. One that guy happens. said he was coming back with a gun. Yeah. Uh, you got to get the cops involved. In I, got punched in the, I got punched in the face as a restaurant manager. Okay, there yeah. you go. I would say, though. He called me a chubby little red-faced fat fuck and punched me in the face in front of his family. Oh, you loved, you just, oh, yeah. of course. You totally, yeah. totally deserved it, making, too, probably, right? 24 grand a year. Oh, Absolutely. God, when just... you and I talk about, you know, I think you and I talk passionately about, like, treating hourly workers. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's because you and I did it, yeah, for so long, the, for so so long. I will never understand how somebody, an yeah. adult, yes. thinks berating this yeah. minimum wage worker or punching a restaurant right? manager Let's, in the face or threatening a movie man, like how what goes through your brain you that makes you go, yeah, ab- this is totally okay. Absolutely emotionally stunted. It's wild yeah. that you can go home and go. I did the right thing today. Yeah. I screamed at an 18-year-old. I showed old, that kid. Right? Yeah, toughen I, up. I screamed at an 18-year-old yeah. who's making 8, 10 an hour. Yeah, toughen up. Right? <laughs> like, grow up in the Canada I grew up in. Because. Uh, it, it, Anybody who does that, and I can say it on here, I hope you die slow. <laughs> I hope you die slow. A, a lot of it, uh, times, the pe- reason people get angry is like, it was, it now it's digital movies. Yeah. But when I was working there, it was actual you're film. You still, still do right? reels. Yeah. And so, sometimes, the film would just get caught. Yeah. And, uh, or the machine would just shut down. Yeah. And look, it sucks. Sure. And you're out for, you know, yeah. uh, uh, a, a date. You and, made plans. And, and it totally sucks. Get it. But here I am. I'm going to hand you courtesy tickets. I'm going to hand you free popcorn. Yeah. There is literally, did I go up there and kick the machine? I didn't. I didn't, no. So I know you got to be angry or you're yeah. disappointed. Sure. You don't need to direct it at them. But then there will be times where, and now at movie theaters, when you buy tickets, they usually assign you seats, right? Yeah, but right now they do for when sure. When I was working there, it was you had to show up early. Oh, yeah. You had to line up. Remember the days you had yeah, to yeah. line up I for do. films? Yep. So people would get there late and it'd be sold out. Mm-hmm. And so you think to yourself right now, I'll go see something else. Or you would just go, well, that's my fault. Right. Right? I showed up late. And ex- or, or expected to be yeah. seated dead center where or I, I wanted. Or I didn't show up early enough. Whatever. So I should, I'll just have to swallow that. See you later, show. Maybe go get a beer, not. a beer and a nappy somewhere. Absolutely not. No, I will scream at this sixteen-year-old yeah. because I didn't get there. And, but that's the thinking, man. Yeah, man. I it know. It is crazy. I know. It's crazy. I know. We're not. We're still like. It's still. I'm still close enough to it that I still like feel trauma when I see those stories. It is right? Nuts. I'm just not far enough removed from that. But then, I would say probably the weirdest, worst experience. It's funny, but it was also like, how am I dealing with this right yep. now? A guy got so drunk mm-hmm. and then passed out and fell off his chair. Yeah. But I guess at some point in the movie, he got all riled up uh-huh. and pulled his pants down okay. and started masturbating. Excellent. And then passed out mid-masturbation. So post-show, you go in to clean the theater with yep. a group of you know teenagers, whatever, yep. Yep. to sweep the place out. That's right. And there's a man unconscious. Yep. 
with a bottle in one hand and yep. his dick in the other. Laying on the floor. On the floor. What do you do? You kick him until he wakes up. Is that it? That's it. We just kicked him until he woke up. Yeah. And and we were going to be like, I guess we get security. Yeah. I think we did call security now Eventually, that I think yeah. about it. But we were just like, get, like, get the get fuck. The fu- uh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see your thing. Yeah. I And thank fucking whatever yeah. that you didn't actually finish. Oh, God. Like, yeah. think about that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Like it's it, it that is just that's a level of yeah. and and really, why are you going drunk to a movie? You're I, gonna pay all that money. I had this experience. I went and saw um uh what was the oh I'm gonna I'm gonna Dunkirk yeah right I went to see Dunkirk with uh, with my wife my sister and her and her fiance big expanse movie right we went to like yeah. the imax okay like, yeah went and saw it in the You're imax paying the extra yeah it was like it takes like 24 25 bucks or maybe more than that concessions all that stuff because it was like they shot it in this super wide format and yep. they said you want to see it on the widest biggest screen imaginable sure. sound and all that shit and we're like oh i'm in i'm in i want to see it i like the director everything I'm, I'm on board and we get there and there is a guy in in the row in front of me who's very clearly got, like, a a bottle of apple juice that's filled with white wine. Mm. And he's, like, throwing it back. And they're, they're, like, the seats that recline a bit. And 25 minutes into the movie, he, like, reclines back and just falls asleep. And he's just, like, his head's, like, just in my crotch asleep for the rest of Christopher Nolan's beautiful Dunkirk. And I'm just like, you just took, like, a $40 nap, motherfucker. Like, how stupid are you? I don't understand it. Go sleep at home. Yeah. How do you not just having a drink? Sure, because yeah. now that you can get those, yes. right? I get it, but like getting hammered at a movie theater. How? Why? Why do you do this? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. So I would uh, say that was that, maybe that's you and I not understanding the problem that some people have maybe, the yeah. addiction, that kind of thing. But it's just yeah, like, true. Man, you can get you can get pissed at home and yeah. watch Bridge Over the River Kwai. Yeah. You don't have to pay thirty bucks to fall what asleep in my groin. Yeah, while I'm trying groin. to watch Dunkirk. It's that the cheapest lap dance you've ever had? No, actually, you had to pay a lot to have that lap dance. I did. Yeah, yeah. It was very expensive for yeah. me. And somebody did rob the movie theaters at once. You mentioned this to me the other night. Yeah, you, you said like somebody was like literally bound, gagged, and left overnight in the office. Yeah, like like literally like the people walked in yeah. when they were they. Uh, we always guessed that it was somebody who had worked there mm-hmm. prior because how do you know where the office was? Yeah. How did you know the time they had the safe yeah, open, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. all that kind of sure. stuff? Somebody and, knew the closing procedures. Yeah, a and bit. so, yeah. so yeah, but they literally tied them up, yeah. took all the stuff, and left. Yeah. And that person, so that would have been at like 1230, I think, mm-hmm. and the first Per, per, usually first person would get there about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Yeah, because you don't have your first showing until usually like 10, 45, 11. Yeah. So yeah, even, maybe even a little bit day, earlier. Right? Yeah. So let's let's just say minimum. They spend probably nine, minimum, to, nine to 10 hours. Yeah. Just tied up in the chair. Bound and gagged waiting for someone to show the next morning. You want to talk about Holy. like just. That's a nightmare. Yeah. That's trauma. Like, that's that's sure. what I was yeah, getting at, that's right? That's trauma, man. Just sitting there like, oh my, they had guns and stuff and <sighs> crazy. So, one of the yeah. worst one of the worst I had, like not and not like in terms of mistreatment, but just in terms of we're in this shit and we're not getting out of this for several hours. Yeah. And one night, and again, because I was the youngest manager there, I would always, you know, you're working Christmas Eve night, you know, you're working New Year's, 6 a.m., whatever, like you just get treated like dirt. Yeah. And so there was a, we were right next, you know, the white spot we worked out, it was, in, it was right next to Willowbrook Mall in Langley, big shopping center, yeah. right? And I was working the Christmas Eve shift. And most years... Uh, the Christmas Eve was pretty chill. We The restaurant would close at 8, so everybody could go home to their families and, and whatever. Yep. 
uh, usually things wind down. 6.30, everybody's kind of home doing their dinners. For whatever reason, this year was different. And 8 o'clock rolled around, and the restaurant is completely full. Mm. And we're like, we're probably understaffed because it's Christmas Eve. We weren't expecting, we're full. And the lobby is full. And as people are finishing their meals and exiting and opening the doors, which are locked, they're letting more people oh. in. And oh. I remember finally, like, our, our last tables, like, finally paid and left at, like, like 10, 15, probably. So it ended up being almost like a normal night. And I sent all, I sent all the servers and every, so everybody's cashed out and got their stuff done. Um, I sent all the servers home. Uh, kitchen staff cleaned up, sent them home. Just kept being a dishwasher again because yeah. we had the low man of the totem pole. Yeah. And I cashed out, did the office close, and I went out and looked. And there's just a full restaurant of like every single table oh is dirtied. God. Every single table is dirtied. And I sat there until midnight going oh. through with bus trays, collecting wiping down section by section and the poor and dishwasher then, and then helping him yeah finish up and close because it wasn't fair to yeah whatever the kid's name <sighs> what was. a manager and it was just like it was one of those you're sitting there outside and I had had a dart after and poured myself a beer i think i was waiting for a ride and i was just like this is the worst feeling of all time yeah like there that's was, the one that sticks in your brain that one always like when and i had when i still have when i still have like stress nightmares it's about that, about being in night? a restaurant. It's that night. Yeah. It's that night. It is seared in there because there was just nothing you could do. Everybody's uh, everybody's upset at you mm-hmm. because there's people coming in. You're trying to explain to them that you closed at eight. Well, we got in the doors though, didn't we? And it's like, yeah, you fucking did. <laughs> but can you not have some empathy for the rest of these people that are still here working on Christmas Eve? And yeah. it's just like, you just go through it and deal with it. But did you just pour the, the beer and say, I, "This is." You are giving me this beer tonight. Oh yeah, was, there was no thought of there was no thought of ever paying for it. That's yeah. for sure. I poured it in a takeout cup and just walked out the back door. <laughs> and it was just one of those nights where it was just like, man, this is one of the worst jobs on earth. That's... And it's just, it's just it, you're making so little, and yeah. you just every holiday you're explaining to people that you can't be there. Yeah, because you're pulling a shift at a. We talk restaurant. about this all the time on air, right? That people have that have that awareness for what's going on around you. Yeah, have that empathy for yeah. other people. It's like. Can you yeah. just think for a second, right? Yeah. But man, as you're going in after closing hours, like yeah. after like posted on the door closing hours, it says, it says we close at eight. Yeah, you're walking in at like eight forty-five because somebody walked out and left the door open, and you still want to be served. Yeah, and then you got to justify it to everybody else. I think this is a good spot to hold tight on this, yeah. and it'll roll us into radio disaster stories uh, <laughs> sure. for tomorrow's podcast. So I we like thank it. you for joining us uh, again. Download, subscribe, like all that kind of good stuff, and we'll chat with you tomorrow.